Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest when it comes to personal stories of anything out of the ordinary, from ghosts to aliens, shadow people to hat man, and all of the in-betweens. You tune in to Dark Becomes Light right here, and I am taking your emails, your stories, and if you want to come on this program to be a guest, to talk about what's going on in your life, you are also welcome to do that. Just go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me as much detail as you can in those emails because the more detail, the better. Because sometimes when you paint a picture, it is really easier to judge what may be going on. And nobody is a perfect expert on anything. But I'll tell you what, I have been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I'm trying to help other people do the same thing. Because, you know, sometimes you pick up a few tricks along the way. I'm not a psychic. I am a therapist. And uh, I like to give some insight where I can just to be helpful. And, uh, you know, we pull these little parts and little pieces together. And sometimes we get a better picture of what is going on. And guess what today is? No guess, because I get to have one of my favorite shows where the entire program is all your emails. So stick around because this is going to be interesting. And I like to dive in blindly for the most part, unless it says, please help across the subject line. I tend to open those faster. But uh, (laughs) so I always get a mix of so many different types of emails. But for the most part, People do tend to ask me about the shadow people and hat man phenomena because I named, defined, and now even trademarked those because how on earth do you come across something that nobody's ever heard of before and step out into the world and get shunned and, you know, criticize, that's not a real thing, that's science fiction shadow people, blah, 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 blah. That's what I heard all the time. And uh, I would go to these different conferences from coast to coast on my own dime, mind you, not invited, just go rent a table and grab the mic when it was open mic time and start talking about these things that I experienced. And little did I know, 
Not until I went on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie 20 years ago that others knew what I was talking about when I went to speak on my book called The Secret War. Never did I hear another person speak of such a thing. And to have started this whole movement, I initially called Hatman, uh, Hatman Shadow. But then I realized he was something totally different. So now I just referred to him as Hatman. And wow, I have received thousands of emails from around the globe ever since. And uh, it's just going and going. But I'll tell you this, there's nothing out there that uh, I have produced as far as film, television, none of that. And I see people try to pick up and redefine this thing that they shamed a lady for bringing up. (laughs) I mean, I can't even tell you how many, even like ghost hunters over the years would be like, there's no such thing as shadow people. That's just a shadow of a ghost. Well, um, not true. Wait until you meet one because these things were never human. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I think ghosts can look like a shadow, but these things I'm talking about shape-shifting ever-changing shadow people are very different. Hatman, whole other beast. Absolutely whole other beast. He can uh, (laughs) have a variety of different entities working for him. He likes to wear an outfit. Uh, It's like, what? Why have this certain outfit where it's a three-piece suit? Uh, Sometimes wearing a cape, sometimes a trench coat, sometimes various hats, sometimes no hat at all. And, you know, here I am (laughs) talking about something that seems so extraordinary, you know? So that was another one for people to criticize, like, what on earth is this college student doing? So, uh, yeah, so I had so many people that would let me know that there were things popping up of my work into other people's work. And I'm like, huh? I mean, who does that? Who who picks up a book and go, I'm going to go and write about this lady's work and not even tell her. <laughs> so that's what people started doing. It started car- causing a lot of harm out there. And when I say harm, I don't see these things as being something for mere sheer entertainment, okay? Because people are being tortured and they're possessing people. Uh, and the information that gets put out in some of these projects where people are taking my material, but they're twisting it to their own pleasure. And um, and I get these messages and these emails where it's like, well, that's not what your book said. Well, you know, I, I, I don't understand. You know, why did you do this show with this or that? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you see me in the show? Then that wasn't my material. Um, I shouldn't say that. It's my material but those are not my words. That's not the message I'm trying to get across. So I had to pull that in, uh, trademark it, and try to straighten out the mess. And uh, and here we are. <laughs> so this is why people do tend to write me mostly on these two subjects, because I started talking about these so very long ago in uh, ooh, way, way back. Okay, I wrote the book in 1997. And uh, yeah, so it's been a long, long ride. But, uh, you know, here to help trying to give some insight on these various topics. And I grew up in a haunted house. I seen UFOs. I experienced various creatures that people would call aliens. 
I saw angelic beings. Um, I had Jesus encounters. And I'm not a psychic. I don't know how these things happen. Um, I just thought I had weird luck. And I kept writing books and being a cartoonist. I started drawing some in, in these books, too. So, um, yeah. And by the way, speaking of drawing, I have a paranormal comic strip I hope you guys check out called The Outlanders Comic. If you go to theoutlanderscomic.com or The Outlanders Comic on Instagram, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> it's something different. <laughs> All right. So I'm babbling. Here we go. The first email begins... Hi there, Heidi. I just listened to your interview on another show, and I've watched someone on YouTube who says she is in contact with Thor and from the Pleiades part of the Federation of Worlds who work with the Earth Alliance. And the update at present is that the gray aliens have been captured and the reptilian shapeshifters have left the soul system, I think you mean solar system, <laughs> the moon and Mars where slaves were captured and now have been freed. Mm. My question is, all the souls then who have been held before, this would mean that they'd be set free? Best wishes, David. Well, that's a, that, that's very, um, yeah, that's a very unique question there. Um, <laughs> all right. I can't comment to what people say is true for themselves. Okay, so whoever this is that you have um, watched on YouTube, and I don't know, they might be somebody really popular, um, big numbers, and says that they are, you know, able to connect with this or that. Um, I've known people who, who could do such things. And the really tough part about that is, how do you fact check such a thing? I know when it was for myself, when I had a friend that was having these communications with different beings in this like channeling format, um, they projected an image of themselves. So I was able to kind of fact check for myself. Um, I have heard over the years, so many people claim that they know what is going on over here because their being or their guide told them this is what's happening. And it's like, I, I listen and I just don't know how to always process that. I don't know how to, um, you know, put that in the bank to say, yeah, this is 100%. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with some of the discussion and, uh, you know, the moon colonies, the Mars colony, and um, there being this group of positive alien beings that are part of a, like a federation of planets. Um, this is talk I've heard for a long time. Um, people who have channeled beings speak of this. Um, the friend of mine who channeled a being uh, did the same, spoke of the same thing. So how do you say that? Well, that's all cleared up. I haven't heard this uh, personally from my contacts. Uh, <laughs> the people that I know that had these uh, kind of interactions with different beings. Um, but you're asking, would that mean that these souls are set free? from the ones who are considered um, once enslaved on these planets. So how do we say that they were spiritually being tortured there, that they weren't physically present? Now, I don't know if you've looked into the topic of the super soldier conversation, 
But the super soldiers are saying they are the ones who get held on these planets physically. So how are they going to just suddenly have their souls be released? I think uh, if there is such a thing like that going on, this is a very physical element. So how are those considered souls? I, I, don't, I don't think I'm quite following um, what you mean. Like you seem to think that these are just a spiritual thing where they're just hanging out on the planet while well, they've been set free by the greys and it's the end of the show why i don't know I, i'm not following I, it actually i have a few more things that i could mention in regards to this but we're coming upon our first break and uh i want to lend a little bit more time to what you're saying here and i think if you're referencing my first book the secret war so i will dig into that Okay. All right. So you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, and the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Stick around. Hey, folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Today is all about your emails, and I am reading them off, and I got a really very different type of email. So I had David, who wrote me, asking in regards to somebody's understandings and contact information from a YouTube channel, might be a real popular one for all I know, um, who has disclosed that a little battle of some sort has been won. Maybe it's a major battle. And uh, greys have been defeated. And the souls of people that have been enslaved on some of these planets are maybe in question. Are they being set free? Do they get to go home? Uh, Do they get to go to heaven? I'm not sure. So I'm thinking because I do often reference uh, The Secret War, which is my first book. And I talk about this alien battle that is going on in regards to our well-being. And um, the confusing element that I found in this email is, uh, you know, I have heard of uh, others who also describe these enslaved people on these different planets. Okay. Uh, and, and, but they're people. They're, they're actually people who are there. So if they're set free... Uh, how is it just the souls that are set free? But if you're referencing what it is that I refer to in the Secret War book, this is a very old ancient battle. And this is like the battle of all battles between essentially good and evil. I mean, being enslaved is not a good thing in any respect, right? Um, So how do we look at such a question with uh, souls being released, I would think, first off, if they're being physically released, I think, yay, this is a a big win. And physically, I hope that they could go home. And that we'll have an influx of people suddenly showing up that have gone missing on this planet. That from the context that I had, um, that said, you know, a lot of people that go missing, they are being taken to do a lot of horrible things, enslaved, abused, whatever it is that you can imagine um, they're doing. Not very positive, not very good. Um, And in this email, the question was about the gray alien beings. But you got to remember, there's reptilians, there's other beings that are also not very positive. And, uh, you know, and I've had the question always tossed out, well, my beings are pretty decent, because they didn't abuse me. Well, 
for the most part, uh, <laughs> if they're having this reputation across the planet for doing horrible things, um, a matter of perspective, a matter of uh, uh, understanding sometimes that other people don't always have the most positive experiences, even though uh, you might be okay with what's going on for you. Um, so that's not always uh, easy place to come from. Like, well, as long as I'm not scared or having bad experiences, you know, oh, well to everybody else. Uh, so again, to answer uh, more clearly, more directly, that uh, if people are being freed from being enslaved on these different planets, I would hope physically they are released uh, versus just spiritually, because that would mean a destruction of their physical body. And that is even worse in my opinion right now, because their lives are being cut short for what? So um, thank you, David. I appreciate your email. That was um, that was a really different one. And I welcome it. it, it send, send it over, whatever. Um, we'll just toss it in the mix and, and, and dive on in. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next email I have here, it says, good afternoon, Heidi. Well, good afternoon. Uh, <laughs> I came across your website while I was listening to a podcast and you were talking about hat man encounters. I never realize that it's an actual kind of phenomena. And all my life, I was sure that I imagined what happened to me when I was around three or four years old. You guys, you gotta realize I get these emails like once a week that say, I thought it was the only one. And so many people think, well, perhaps they heard about it somewhere and then it just got incorporated into their dreams or something. No, that's not the case. <laughs> not at all. And here's another one. So, all right, continuing. It says, I don't remember what time of the year it was, but it was already dark outside and I was sitting in the crib. It always blows my mind when, when people can recall when they were in the crib. Um, and the crib was located in my parents' bedroom, not far away from the window. I clearly remember Fern in a pot standing above it. And I knew I wasn't allowed to pull on the leaves of the plant. I remember thinking that very clearly. And then suddenly, something distracted me from the plant. I looked at the window and I saw the top of the man standing behind the window. It was a dark silhouette with a top hat and red eyes. I don't remember any other details, really. What I remember very well was the thought that popped into my head while I watched him. And it said, quote, pull that plant. It's going to be fun. Oh, my goodness. I got chills. I got chills, guys. Not my thought, as I knew I was not allowed. And I remember trying to tell my mom what I saw after. But she dismissed me. I don't blame her. As the bedroom was on the first floor, there was no way I could see the man standing through that window. There was nothing to stand on right there, and right below was a garage door. That memory is embedded in my brain, and I remember those details like it happened yesterday. It has been around 32 years since it happened, and I just realized that what happened to me might not have been a thing that I imagined. 
I had other small things happen to me across my life, but nothing stayed with me like that encounter. I just ordered on Amazon your book about the hat man, and I will have a read tonight. Thank you for making me realize that I haven't imagined it. Kindest regards, Kate. I believe that's from across the pond. I could tell with some of the spellings. <laughs> wow. Um, oh my gosh. It, it breaks my heart when I hear that Hatman tempts toddlers. And for those people who can recall that, it's especially shocking to me. Imagine, you remember being in a crib and having a demonic entity tempt you to do wrong. Now, if you had that understanding that young and you said something popped up into my head that weren't my own words and you spoke that out loud to your family, they would think, well, this my child has developed schizophrenia for crying out loud. They heard voices and suggesting to do horrible things. You hear what I'm saying? How many people? have been diagnosed as being schizophrenic for hearing voices, encouraging them to do bad things. And here's a toddler, not my first email on this. I think the worst one that I heard was directly from somebody that I mentored as a therapist. And uh, they told me, shocked first off, that, that I covered such a topic and that they could relate to the topic. And they said they were three years old and there was an outlet. I'm sure you guys have heard me mention this here on the program, if you listen to enough of my shows. Uh, (laughs) And there was an outlet, and there was a fork on the floor. And they knew they weren't supposed to put anything into the outlet. When all of a sudden, poof, appears this man in a three-piece suit and a cape. And he's so tall that the back of his back is touching the ceiling to this room they're in. And he bends all the way down to her face and he looks at the fork and he looks at the outlet and he says to her, go ahead, stick it in. Hatman encouraging a three-year-old to commit suicide. Do you hear me? What if she listened? What if she listened? You know, we've got this notion of when people commit suicide that they did it on their own. But what if we have something like that that's pushing you over the edge just a little bit? Seems innocent enough. And these are toddlers, both of them. So if the toddler in this story, Kate, who wrote me, played with the leaves of this fern, might it have toppled over and harmed her? Would it have crushed her? Would she have gotten spanked so there would have been abuse that happened? I don't know. But I do know when you listen to something negative encouraging you to do something, that they could dig their claws in a little bit deeper. That's what I know. You listen to a dark influence like that, they know they have influence over you. And the next time it's going to be something worse. And the next time it's going to be something worse. And if you keep having these types of things going on, well, you're obviously schizophrenic. 
right? You've obviously got mental illness because in the scientific world that we're in, we don't quite acknowledge these other things going on. Now, I'm not here to blast the topic of those who are in the psychological fields. I am also. Um, But I question that element because I've had one too many people who've contacted me over the years saying, you know, well, I've experienced these things, but they're saying I'm schizophrenic, but I know what I saw. Perhaps if they have this type of thing going on in their lives, they don't handle it very well. Always having this creature pop up telling you to do horrible things, and he just so happens to be wearing the same outfit as everybody else describes. I mean, is this just a coincidence? Is this something to be ignored? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And uh, I, I see the damage that's happening to people. I hear the stories. I, I, I just don't know how best to help all the time because it's so widespread. But I want to pick up this conversation after the break here because we're coming upon our second break. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. Coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Just before the break, I received an email I was sharing here with you guys in regards to Hatman encouraging a toddler to do something she knew she wasn't supposed to be doing. And really twisted, really sadistic. I always say how Hatman loves to mess with children. And it's like, it starts young, where he sees if they'll listen to him, where he tries to peck and peck until he gains access. And then it's a life full of him, encouraging, insisting, this horrible presence that always seems to be there watching and and the kid becomes desensitized to it. And people are like, why? Why would something that claims to be the devil himself, which is what he does, would go upon the innocence like that? Now, something that was interesting about Kate's email, she's the one that wrote me and she thought, gosh, was this something that, that I imagine as a kid, you know, three years old, remembering this in the crib that just blows my mind. And it stuck with her for 32 years. Now, you guys have heard me say how people keep these things in their minds for so long once they've experienced Hatman. Hatman is so different and he leaves that imprint and he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. He wants that influence. He wants you to recognize him. Otherwise, he'd change it up, right? He'd look like a clown or something. That's even worse, isn't it? Um, (laughs) But it makes you wonder otherwise. 
Why would he do this? Why? If you heard the last segment, you heard Kate mention how she had other experiences in her life. Okay. So to me, that tells me she's one of the gifted people that Hatman did not want wandering freely out there. No, 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 no. He wanted to control her potential, to shut her down, to only listen to him because he was able to imprint a message in her mind to do something horrible. Had she listened to that, who knows where she'd be today. She would probably be diagnosed as schizophrenic or having some other kind of mental illness, delusional, hallucinating, all these things. And uh, I wanted to address something in regards to that because, you know, I'm not a doctor. No. But I see a pattern. I see a lot of people who get diagnosed with some of these elements and uh, they are often shunned and diagnosed and given all these medications and everything is just all in their heads. But they describe the same things over and over again, all the world over. I don't think that's a mistake. I don't think that's a coincidence. And uh, I've said it for a very long time from the beginning of all of this that there's something going on. In fact, when I was in college, to give you an example, uh, I had to take a lot of psychology. Okay. And in one of my psychology courses, I had an instructor whose specialty was honing in and working with patients who have diagnosed um, mental illness and, and whatnot. And, you know, I'm a college student. I didn't really expect any kind of problem by my mentioning something in class because this instructor spoke really like bravely and proudly about this child that came to her one time and they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. He was doing really strange behavior where he was trying to cause harm to himself, essentially trying to commit suicide. And he was 10 years old. Imagine that, a 10-year-old. She's like, well, I got it out of him. I found what the problem was. And she's like, he said, this creature, and she drew straight up shadow person on the wall. She just, just drew it on the blackboard. I'm like, she said, this creature keeps telling him to cause harm to himself, kill himself, so his family would be spared because otherwise they were going to kill the entire family. So he was trying to protect his whole family in his mind, is what she said. Just like, I got him diagnosed as schizophrenic and he's been medicated and now he's 100% cured. And I'm sitting in class going, what? (laughs) I literally had with me my book of drawings of the different forms that shadow people took and the things that they would say. And I'm horrified. I'm listening to this teacher describe like this proud moment in her career where she got a child diagnosed with schizophrenia because a shadow being kept encouraging him to kill himself in order to save his family. I couldn't wait to the end of class. And I spoke quietly to her. And I said, and pulled open my booklet. 
and I had this drawing, really detailed drawing of what I call the head and shoulder shadow being, which it kind of looks like a bulky man with its head directly connected to its shoulders. You don't see a neck really with glowing red eyes. And I'm like, um, did it kind of look like this? I, I ask her. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is exactly what he described. And I'm like, um, I don't know how to say this, but, um, I call these things shadow people and I've received like thousands of emails of the exact same thing going on all over the world. And it's like real, you know, and I was trying to be as humble as I could about it. And she just kind of stood up, put her nose up and was like, well, you know, type of thing. Now, I didn't think I was insulting. (laughs) I didn't think it was insulting at all. Now, I was a almost straight A student, A, B in college. And uh, if you look at my transcripts right now, you'll see the results of my questioning such a thing to this lady. I got a C, D in that class. There was nothing I could do that was right for this instructor. C, D. Here I am. I'm on a roll, on a roll, on a roll. And I'm like doing all these makeup stuff for her constantly because she just didn't think I could express myself clearly in anything that I could write. And and I wrote my first book while I was in college. I'm like, and this is the easiest class, the easiest class. I'm taking like kinesiology and, and, you know, all these crazy classes, but hers just, I just can't seem to manage the ego of people out there, you know? Um, so <laughs> do I think people are getting wrongly diagnosed? Oh, oh, I, I had an example early on and I've spoken about this case <laughs> before because um, it bothered me. There's, there's somebody that was a kid who was trying to do what they felt was the right thing because how do kids reason these things out when something evil approaches them? And it's doing things that is not normal. It's not typical. How do you try to manage that, but to do what's within your own power? And it was to cause harm to themselves, to end their life in order to spare their entire family's lives. And this lady got that kid diagnosed and whoop, you're cured. There was no cure for schizophrenia. There's no cure. And I knew that as a college student. And, uh, but the ego of this person just thought better. You know, so long explanation, but yeah, that um, always bothered me, always bothered me. So Kate, I want to thank you so much for writing me. I'm glad to help bring you into the fold to help you realize that you are not alone. And this thing has been doing this for apparently centuries. And, uh, you know, he's placing his bets on us not to figure him out, but I'm telling you, I am not going to stop talking about him until my last breath to make people aware that this is a threat and we could take it down one person at a time. All right. So going to the next email, this one says, Dear Heidi, hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I was just watching you on another podcast and I had something happen to me that I'm trying to understand. I went to a life expo. And they had a class there. The person giving a lecture was very tall and blonde. It felt robotic, like there was something missing inside. 
by the way, I'm highly sensitive. He was saying that he is a light being. I didn't feel the light. (laughs) And we humans are not. Hmm. There was a war going on, and he asked if we could help fight the aliens. Everyone said yes. Then he said something in a weird language. Everyone said yes again. He said not to worry. He'll put us back together. That's peculiar. (laughs) A few months later, I'm in my bed next to my ex-husband. And I feel like I'm looked up into a black stone. (laughs) I'm looked up into a black stone. That's what they put. And I'm screaming, asking my ex for help. He is not responding to me. I feel like the stone is sucking all the light out of me. I could feel my light. Finally, I come out of the stone, but I'm translucent. There is no substance. Then, this tall white is on top of me trying to help, but can't. I've been in this predicament for months. Then one night, Jesus came. Maybe it was him, I'm not sure. And he is holding my light. And he poured it back inside of me. Can you help me with understanding that? Wow. Okay, everybody, we are here on the alien battle lines again tonight. This is... uh, what an email. What an email. Okay, so that, that's that's too big of an email to take with just a few seconds left on this segment. So we are going to address that after the break because, wow. <laughs> okay, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Just before the break, I got a really, really fascinating email. And uh, I swear to you guys, I randomly choose these emails and I usually don't read ahead unless there's like something urgent in the subject line. And tonight we are discussing... Um, just by chance, the alien war going on that uh, I spoke of in my first book over 20 years ago, The Secret War Concerning Shadow People. And um, I had the first email was discussing that. And tonight, a second email that uh, was written by somebody named Alex. And uh, 
Alex said that they went to a life expo type of class. And here's this extremely tall blonde person that felt kind of robotic because Alex is, is a sensitive person and could feel they were empty inside. And he was saying that he's a light being and that we humans are not. <laughs> and that there's a war going on. And he asked if they could help fight the aliens. And everyone in the audience said yes. And then in a weird language, he said something. And everybody said yes again. And then a few months after that, she's lying in bed. And she saw a black stone and felt that she was kind of being sucked up into it. And her light, her soul or something was was feeling taken and uh, didn't know what to think about it and, and could see and felt that they were translucent. And then all of a sudden, she saw, and, and this has been a predicament she's been in for months, right, that she has this uh, like nightly going on or something. Um, but she saw Jesus pop up. And she's like, maybe it was him, wasn't sure. And he was trying to hold her light and pour it back inside of her body. And she's like, she saw a tall white alien being that was trying to help, and they couldn't. It took Jesus to pop up. And so she's asking, you know, what what on earth is this? What happened and what is happening to me still? And um, I thought to... Uh, <laughs> Send her because I, I actually got into a chat with her online, I, and I welcome you guys. If you if you spot me on any social media, I think you'd be surprised that I do respond more than likely than than not. So um, so I was in a chat with this person, and uh, and apparently they sent me an email as well, <laughs> and uh, so I recognize this story, and uh, so I'm like, oh, I was like, this sounds very much like uh, what I hear when it comes to super soldier um, stories where people say they enlisted in the army or they didn't enlist in the army. They had a talent. They were sensitive. They're an empath. And somehow they got spotted from Canada to the United States. Uh, I've heard stories and, uh, and they get transferred like physically, spiritually in into these soldier bodies or taken abroad onto these different planets, and they are fighting an alien battle. But oddly, and very much like a vampire, <laughs> you have to give permission for them to have access to you. It's just like Hatman. He tries to put something in your head and see if you'll listen to it. Because it's kind of a, an agreeing, an agreement that, that goes on between you. Like you're acknowledging this thing to happen to you. And everybody said, well, of course, I'll defend my planet. You know, sure, you're seeing this guy <laughs> in the front of the room saying, would you help? Well, sure. You know, you, you don't think it's actually going to take place, right? And then lo and behold, you're getting snatched out of your body. And it's like, where to? And this is nightly. And people are reporting this in droves. So I referenced this... Uh, conversation to this Alex when she was chatting with me online. And uh, I sent her some links. And I hope I hope it helped. Because there's there's a lot of conversation going on about this. So why would this be going on? 
how is this going on? Uh, you know, there is an understanding that I have um, for a long time about this battle in the heavens. You know, we've written about it in our Bibles and, and other religious texts about there being something not positive out there that doesn't have the best interests uh, for us out there. And, um, and we're having to step it up. We have to fight our own battles, right? And uh, it's, it seems like, you know, come on now, really? But then person after person, it's like, I'm having some really strange things going on. You know, I, I said I'd do something. I feel like I'm a warrior. I would get these conversations from people all over the place. I feel like I'm a warrior waiting. Like I'm ready for this battle to go on. And, and and I feel like I've been preparing or I've done it or I'm still doing it. And And then I hear of these people that are like, I had like these weird trainings going on as a kid and I was a pilot and I would fly a, a shuttle back and forth from earth over here to there. And, and, and we were being prepped to go in a war against something not human. And then you hear of uh, going to Mars and, and getting these mantis type of creatures and shooting them up. And, and then the reptilians that nobody likes. And then the Germans that are out there. It is a lot. Okay. There's a lot of details. There's a lot of stories in the mix when it comes to this secret war that's been going on. And why keep it secret? Things are hidden for a reason, right? Because if we know fully and honestly, we're better able to protect ourselves here. And a lot of people seem to think like they'll go crazy. They won't be able to handle it over here. And I'm like, if it's out in the open and everybody, your grandmother to your niece understands what's happening, how is that difficult to handle? If we're all having this conversation, if we're all in the know, I feel pretty, pretty surely that uh, a lot of the movies that are being put out there, I mean, Tomorrow War, I mean, come on. We're, we're, we're talking about time travel to fight a war against aliens and, and going back and forth. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, but it's pretty, pretty decent. And, uh, you know, I think we're being leaked bits of information to allow even the possibility sink into our heads. Sure, we're watching science fiction, but we get excited about it, right? We're kind of transported for that hour or two. And we're like, wow, wouldn't that be interesting? You know, I would help with that. You kind of get the nod in your head. So if you are approached psychically, spiritually, physically, and you're sitting in a life expo place, would you help with such a thing? Well, sure, of course. Of course I would. That'd be kind of cool to be part of a, like a movie thing, because I've seen that movie It's pretty cool. And I would want to fight for our planet. It's, it's happening. It's happening. And there's a lot of things I don't understand. I don't think anybody has the full picture. I don't think people in the military who are running it have the full story because the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing because that's how these things work. But then there's somebody, some group at the top that knows full and well what's going on. I don't like the cloak and dagger stuff. I don't like the sneaky stuff. Come to me as I am have a conversation, put a draft on the, on the news and say, this is what's going on. So we can have that conversation. But they hid information for so long. 
as they got so advanced in the knowledge and the understandings and the technology, and they shot off to the stars doing different things, different planets. And then they're like, oh, crap, there's a problem out there. How are we going to tell the people we left behind in technology and understandings? We need their help. Well, let's uh, have this technology of the aliens to make them forget fully. Though they may have nightmares and suddenly PTSD and be stressing out for no good reason. Uh, let's lose people that have enlisted in the military because they tend to get these problems anyhow. So yeah, they use a lot of the people that are enlisted already, but there's a lot of civilians that are having memories as well. I have some understandings. I mean, have you guys heard of my labs, military abductions? What are they doing to these people? I've had some of those. Why are they talking to us and trying to make us forget? Apparently it doesn't stick because a lot of us are recalling having conversations with people in full military camouflage and white shirts with navy blue ties questioning things about aliens and other understandings. Why the cloak and dagger? They left us hanging way too long, and now they're trying to catch up. And I think that is part of the reason that you had what you had here, Alex, as far as your experience. Because apparently the Nordic type of human-looking alien beings are helping in this battle to some degree, per a lot of other people that have had uh, some of these understandings. Um but they also have these gray alien beings that they use like robots that do horrible things to people. They're experimenting. They're doing odd things. And again, how is that positive? They're not asking our permission directly. They're doing this weird little thing where you kind of agree and, and you, you lose your will a little bit because you kind of agreed to something that you thought was a dream or you thought was just a, a life expo, you know, hoopla conversation. That's not fair. So... You know, people have this notion about, oh, you're going to be uh, screwed. You're going to go to hell because you are doing horrible things or whatever. And here, earlier in the show, we had somebody that was a toddler that was encouraged by Hatman to do something wrong. And because they listened to that, maybe they have something bad happen to them. It's so confusing. So a lot of, a lot of permission is not quite being granted. It's being taken. And uh, we have to be on top of these things. And how do we get right with these things? Well, Alex described right here, Jesus showed up and helped. Always mentioning his name in these shows. And I didn't do it this time. Somebody else did. Because in the end, that name and that entity, that force of Jesus is recognized throughout the universe. Well, we come to the bottom of another fabulous program. I hope you guys go to my main website, HeidiHollis.com or shadowfolks.com and tell me your stories tell me your questions we will hop on them here on this program wow there's a war going on people prepare you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network we'll see you next time stay safe everybody Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.